authentic her here your one and only source into the unpolished lives of modern women Hey, hey, AH babes, it's V. I'm back. <laughs> I'm sure you guys noticed that I was a little bit MIA last week. Um, we had to skip on the episode just because we're still working out some kinks here at Authentic Her Headquarters, trying to figure out what the progression of the podcast is going to be mainly because um, Syl has to step back as co-host. She has a lot going on and a lot on her plate, so she decided that it would be better if she um, took a step back and would just come on from time to time as guest host. And so we're, we're glad that she's going to be able to do that um, periodically every now and then, but we are very sad that she is um, not going to be on as regularly. But even though that might, you know, be the situation, it's okay. If I've learned anything in life, it's that sometimes things will not work out the way that you planned for them to. And you just have to learn how to pivot. And this is what we're doing now. We are pivoting. But the future is bright and we got this. As y'all know, I've always envisioned the Authentic Her podcast to be brunch with the girls, a catch-up session, you know, um, girls night in, whatever it may be, to kind of catch up on what's been going on in our lives. Um, you know, I want it to feel as though you're part of the group and we are just discussing things that we typically don't make time for or just a means of breaking the mundane day-to-day of, you know, our daily lives and the responsibilities that we have in order to talk about things, whether it be light or heavy, that interests us or affects our life on a day-to-day. And even though that's still my vision, it's going to be a little bit more difficult without having a constant co-host in order to have those discussions. So please bear with me um, for the next few episodes until I can figure out a proper schedule in order to get guest hosts um, on and we can have those conversations and authentic her can be all that she is meant to be. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so let me use part of this episode as a means to kind of catch all up on my life. I know it's been a while and things are a little bit different. Um, I actually don't share a office wall with Syl anymore. I have left the firm and that area of law As y'all know, I was practicing personal injury um, for a short period of time, and that's how Syl and I met. But since, um, actually since the drop of the first episode, I have 
moved and transitioned into a new position um, with a different company doing a different area of law. And it is very exciting. It was a very, very bittersweet couple of weeks leading up to the drop because the first day, my first day at the new position was actually um, Authentic Her's drop date. (laughs) So it was a lot. It was a very emotional, um, it was a very, very emotional Tuesday (laughs) to say the least. So a little bit of a background on me. Um, I, it's so difficult for me to do this right now because there were episodes that Syl and I actually recorded prior to the drop of, um, you know, the official first episode. And so I feel like a lot of this that I'm about to say is repetitive, but you guys have actually never heard it. It was just, it was just recorded for an episode that never dropped. So let me backtrack and, um, give you guys a little bit of a background on me, uh, as, I mean, as far as career. So I'm, I was a personal injury attorney, I think I kind of still am. I do take some personal injury cases, but um, I am an attorney. (laughs) I graduated from law school about, I think, going on six years this year. Um, And right after graduation, I worked for an oil and gas company. So during law school, I interned for an oil and gas law firm um, and had the opportunity to um, get a position with their, their, their customer, I guess, um, since they're the law firm, they're, they're hired by oil and gas companies in order to do some title work and draft some opinions. So I was lucky enough to be put into a position with one of the clients after law school. And so I worked um, for that client for about four years before the pandemic hit. And during that time, my entire position was remote. I have been working remote um, since graduation in 2000s. I graduated 2016. I was licensed the end of 2016. I got my position in 2017. So I had been working fully remotely since 2017. Um, So way, 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 way before the pandemic occurred, I had a very particular lifestyle and it was great. I was very, very blessed to be in the position I was in. But after the pandemic um, happened, oil tanked and that's not unheard of, right? The oil and gas market, for those who don't know, um, it has its highs and it has its lows and it's very cyclical right? So every four to six or eight or whatever years, um, it's going to hit a low and then it's going to make its way back up and it's going to make its way back down. So that's just kind of how it works. And the time frame coincided with each other. And so when the pandemic happened, um, oil tanked and there was a lot of layoffs and that was just the name of the game. And so I ended up transitioning from that position into a personal injury position with a personal injury firm. And 
boy, was that a change. <laughs> I don't think I was prepared for that. Um, it, it ended up being, or like my work situation ended up being very much so the typical, what you would think a lawyer, um, work environment and hours are. Um, and that's not to say that it wasn't a great firm because it really was. I, I loved and appreciated the, the work culture of the firm and I loved, loved, loved everyone I worked with. It was a very, very sad day um, when I turned in my resignation. And uh, talking about it just reminds me of how much I miss everyone. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so it was a very big transition. And things were... It required a lot of acclimating. And I did, I acclimated, but prior to going into personal injury, which is our firm in particular was very aggressively litigation focused and all of my background prior to this position was transactional. So (laughs) it was a very big change for me. Um, I do think that personally my strengths were not in litigation. I graduated from a very litigation-focused law school, um, but I learned throughout my law school experience that I was more of a transactional attorney. I did better with courses like mediation and negotiations rather than moot or mock court, right? So advocacy was not my top um, strength. (laughs) Um, And so going into this firm, I kind of knew that, but I also felt like up until then, I didn't give litigation as much of a opportunity because who knows, right? You might not really like something, but it challenges you and you might be really good at it. So that's what I figured when I went into the firm. And although I learned a great deal, a enormous deal, things that I utilize to this day, um, something about litigation deadlines induces a absurd amount of anxiety in me. And I don't do well with that kind of anxiety. For for anyone who does know me in real life, knows that I am typically really bubbly, happy, calm overall. Um, And I'm not too, too antsy, but something about litigation deadline just, I don't know. It just, it just puts me into overdrive. Like I felt anxiety and stress in a manner that I never did before. And it's not even like certain processes of, you know, litigation. It's, it's literally just the deadline. It's like, I know when the deadline is, I know it's approaching and it just overwhelms me with fear. (laughs) It's really sad to say that because I feel like as an attorney, right? That's kind of the role that you play. That's that's what people expect from you. You're supposed to be good at this stuff. And 
I am here to tell you that that's not always the case. I am great at certain aspects of the law. There are certain areas that I thrive in. I thrive in, you know, business dealings. I thrive in the, the interpersonal relationships that you have with your clients. But discovery deadlines and and hearings, deadlines, motions, trial deadlines, docket deadlines. Oh, it just strikes fear into me. Fear is not really the right word. It strikes anxiety into me. I became an anxious person that I've never known before. And so I knew that was not something I could do long term. But believe me, my best friend works for the same firm and she is, she thrives. Okay. She thrives on that. So that just shows you, it comes to show that people have different strengths and weaknesses and that's how it is across the board. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what your title is. It doesn't matter what part it is that people are expecting you to play. Not everyone is the same. Not everyone has the same strengths and we have to understand and, you know, take the time to reflect on what it is that, you know, your strengths actually are. And that's not to say, oh, just because something's difficult, you're not great at it. You shouldn't try it. It's more so how does it internally make you feel? Um, Are you having a hard time just because it's new and it's challenging and it makes you uncomfortable? Or is it something that is affecting you negatively in other aspects of your life? And I think that's really, for me, where the boundary is and where the bright line is to make the decision of continuing something and pushing through it or deciding that, hey, this is not for me. There's something else for me out there that I'm probably better at and going and searching for that. I think oftentimes we get thrown into situations where we think that things are certain things are expected of us or certain um, skill sets are expected of us. And so when we don't have those skill sets, it makes us really question our own worth and that becomes problematic, right? Because if, if a certain skill set is something that you don't have, you shouldn't define your entire worth based on that. And unfortunately, we fall into that trap more often than not. I know I definitely have. Um, for the longest time when I was with the only gas company, I was doing things that were different than what my friends were doing, right? Friends that went to law school with me, friends that, you know, graduated, got licensed, are also fellow attorneys, my colleagues, they were doing different things. They were practicing a different type of law that was able to help them develop a different set of skills. And I remember always questioning whether I was even doing things the right way, if I was even being a lawyer because I didn't know the skill sets they knew. I didn't practice litigation, right? And a lot of times when you think of an attorney, you think of someone who goes to court, you think of um, Harvey Specter or, you know, 
Law and Order SVU or something, <laughs> something wild, um, something you see on television. And this is just what people believe lawyers do. And so when I wasn't doing that, I was doing more transactional work. So I was, I was drafting, I was negotiating, I was handling things on that end and that spectrum. Um, I didn't feel like a lawyer. I just didn't feel like I was doing what I went to school for. And there was brief moments of times where I allowed that to affect my personal view of me and ultimately my self-worth. It's just, it's just the name of the game is how things happen sometimes. And a lot of times you don't have a moment to breathe to really understand what's happening. So there was a quite a bit of time in my career that I just didn't feel as worthy as, you know, my colleagues because I don't have the same skill set and I was never taught that skill set because I wasn't practicing in those areas. Um, But in my mind, I registered that as that's what attorneys do. So how can you call yourself an attorney? And I was being very critical and very hard on myself. And because of that, I wasn't It wasn't that I wasn't appreciative of the job I had and the life I had, but I didn't see how much of a blessing um, my position really was. And all of my friends used to tell me, oh, you got it really good. It's, you know, it's real cush. Um, um, You know, things of of that sort. And I never believed them. Like, that's what externally people were telling me but I just did not and could not believe them because it just wasn't what I was evaluating my worth and evaluating and if I can't evaluate my worth in that manner I'm not going to evaluate my job in that manner right because if I don't feel like I'm as worthy if I'm as um, competent and capable, then I'm not going to view that my position is as worthy, competent, or capable. So that was really unfortunate because looking back, looking back, honestly, I was so incredibly blessed, like next level blessed. This position that I happened to get because of the network that I had created for myself and people who would vouch for me. This position that allowed me to work remotely, set my own hours, have flexibility, and be able to work from anywhere in the world before such a thing was normalized. Looking back, I am, I'm just in shock and in awe of you know, how good I actually had it. And how dare I ever have doubted that I was worthy of all of that, or that that position was less than any other position that was out there. Any other position that my friends might have been in, any other positions that any other attorney were in, or anyone in general. It's, it's, when you're when you're in when you're in it you can't see 
the outside view. You can't see the bird's eye view. And I wish I saw it that way back then. Um, I was very grateful. I really was. But I could have been even more grateful. And not just that, but that would have, if, if I could see it the way I see it now, I would have valued my, not my personal worth, but my career so much higher than I had valued it. I think this is all really to say that introspection is so important. Um, Reflection is so important. And the need to, I guess, separate yourself from your job title, your skill set, your career, and how that, how important that is. Because unfortunately, a lot of times we will tie our self-worth into what we do on a day-to-day in comparison to other people. And it's really difficult to not do that right? Like at least it was for me. I don't know about you, but for me, that was really, really difficult to not clump together. And I knew better. Um, It wasn't like I didn't know better. I knew better. But when you're in it, it's very difficult to differentiate that's every now and then. Um, I would have to take time to really reflect on, you know, different areas in, in my life, you know, regularly in order to really place the correct amount of worth on myself. (laughs) It's really weird to say, um, but that's really how I feel. And I think if nothing else, this is a reminder for everyone to not wrap your self-worth in your job title or what skills your neighbor may have that you don't, right? Because we all have very different strengths and weaknesses. I hate using that term weaknesses. Um, You know, we're just better at different things than other people. And so I think the key is to always play to your strengths. um, But don't don't evaluate or weigh yourself on what you think you might be lacking. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily bad at certain things. A lot of times you just don't have the training for it, right? And that's not fair to calculate your self-worth based on that. So... (laughs) I guess what I'm just trying to say is you are worthy of living whatever life you have envisioned for yourself. And you're worthy of that awesome job. You're worthy of building that business if that's what you're into. You're worthy of a beautiful life and it doesn't matter what, you know, what job title you have, or what criterias you have, what experience you have, whatever. That's all noise. 
all you've got to remember is you've come a hell of a long way to get to where you currently are and you are worthy of all of it. You are capable and nothing else matters. You know, you got this. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Your girl hasn't had dinner yet. (laughs) So I'm going to get a bite and I hope to have y'all around for the next episode. Until then, XOXO, Authentic Her. Thank you.